1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. There was yet another brilliant Bloodline recap video to start Smackdown this week. And we need to know what kind of music WWE are using. I mean, look at me. I'm dancing away, these are some good tracks. Also, hello, welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller, and I just need to tell you, as I will tell you later on AEW Rampage, really not very well at the moment, and maybe on a lot of drugs, just so I can stand here and do this video. So if anything weird happens, it's probably because in between takes, had to go and lie on the floor. We then got to Paul Heyman, who was in the parking lot saying, oh, hello to the Usos. And the bloodline loves it here. It's like their special place. And even though Jay wanted to see Roman Reigns post-haste, Heyman was like, oh, we're all so proud of you. Come here. I'm going to give you a big hug. Like your grandma. He kept on talking about how proud everybody was of Jay. Like he just competed and won some sort of spelling bee. Once again, Jay was like, listen, I want to see the tribal chief. T-R-I-B-A-L and so on. This is when Kayla Braxton decided to go into troll mode. And she was all like, oh, hi, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. Why did you do what you did do to Sami Zayn last week? And Jay was all like, I'll tell you later in the ring. And imagine this happened anywhere else in your life. Oh, hi, Mike. How are you? Well, I'll tell you later when the time is right. Be like, Mike, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Jimmy also jumped in and was all like, we just want to talk about Cody Rhodes and why he keeps getting involved in our business. And as ever, this just set the table for the entirety of SmackDown. I got no choice. I have to listen to my finger, which is not a sentence, up. So really, it's some of the best stuff that WWE has done in ages, which is the same for the Intercontinental Championship, or at least we finally fired that thing back up again, because it was time for our fatal five way to determine the number one contender, and it was great. Now I can't lie, given that Xavier Woods was a last minute replacement for Kofi Kingston, who got injured, I may have watched this with my tootsie toes and my fingers crossed, going, oh my gosh, let's do a Kofi-mania with Woods. And we didn't do that. In fact, he didn't really get anywhere close to winning. I tried to manifest it and failed. It's still absolutely wrong though, because not only was the whole thing built around Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, for reasons we'll get into in just one bit, L.A. Knight was really good, and Carrion Cross was also really good, especially because Carrion and La came together here, and they were like a couple of supervillains, and for ages, they just beat everybody up. But I mean, it even looked like Knight had the thing won after he tried to break somebody's neck with a neckbreaker. But of course, this is when Carrion stopped that pin, and they looked at each other like, man, we were buddies for all of Three minutes, I can't believe we're about to break up. This is when Xavier Woods did get his moment because he was able to hit the big elbow drop and he did have this thing one. Like if nobody else was around, the referee would have gone one, two, three. But sadly, literally everybody else was around they jumped in. And they stopped it from happening. And as for the finish, well, amazingly, I kind of got this right because we randomly predicted it ages ago. But after Sheamus hit the Brogue kick, Andrew McIntyre hit the Claymore kick, they did double pins for some reason, who knows why. There was two referees. Both of them went one, two, three. Sheamus got up there like I won. Drew got up there like I won. And both referees were like, ha, ha, my guy's the victor. But essentially, this means... It's a double win. So it is proper silly wrestling, but I don't care because later on, Gunther was talking to Adam Pearce and he was like, listen, you absolute jabron. You told me you'd have a singular opponent for me, not two, so you better figure this out. So we are going to get Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre next week on SmackDown. But what I would do if I was still booking wrestling shows and I retired in 2009, is I would have that be a schmoz or a draw or whatever. And you've got to do this triple threat match because I need big men slapping man me at WrestleMania, and that match would be absolutely faboo. So once again, I'm going back into manifestation mode. Can't even say the damn word, but I'm also giving it up. It was then back to the bloodline after this, which has become the very welcome formula. Because Kayla found Paul Heyman, and of course wanted to talk about Jay Uso and Sami Zayn, but he was like, no, I don't want to talk about that, because all I can do is think about Cody Rhodes. I was like, oh, that's nice. He's got a crush on him. And he's not too keen on Rhodes being the guy facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But this is all right, because the bloodline likes to operate in different ways. Sometimes they're a bit like the mob and they go around and they just bust people up. But sometimes they just tell people the truth and it shatters their emotional innards so much, they're already beaten before the match starts. This is apparently what they're going to do to Cody as well. And I was like, what the hell are they going to say to him? Oh man, we saw that AEW weigh-in segment with Anthony Agogo. I mean, that ain't going to affect him anymore. Everybody's over that. Also, on a side note, let's bring back Anthony Agogo. I miss him. But it did plant some intrigue seeds. Now I want to know what the hell they're going to do. We also saw Drew and Sheamus arguing here, which of course was going to tie into their match next week before the Brawling Brutes pulled them away. When we learned that of all people, Rey Mysterio going into the hall of fame they have to imagine this is going to become part of the dominic storyline and we get into that in just a little bit but even if this is a proper induction who is more deserving than ray like you can go back through the last 30 years he has been involved in so many important aspects of the game and he basically changed the entire industry in the late 90s People looked at Mysterio like, how the hell is he doing this? And without his crazy offense, wrestling as we know it today may be totally different. Ray also did come to the ring to get his praise, and everyone was chanting, you deserve it, which he does too. And then, about three seconds, he got interrupted by the judgment day. Dominic couldn't believe that this was happening, because of course, Ray missed all of his birthdays. I was like, Dominic, come here. It's not a Hall of Fame for intending birthdays. And in fact, one of the reasons he is going in... It's because he chose wrestling over you. Whoops. The condom then admitted he was totally ashamed to be Rey's son. When out came Legado del Fantasma. And once again, Zano Escobar can't handle this. He's like, you're so disrespectful, Dominic. How dare you say this to the man who helped bore you?" He's not going to let any of this go and he wants to fight right now. And somebody must have been listening because, yeah, it was then Damien Priest, Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio taking on Legado del Fantasma. That should be pretty damn good. The best part though is even though Santos came out here to be a big hero, he then went and lost. So I rage chatted to him afterwards like, man, you absolutely suck, my friend. Why did I ever talk to you to begin with? Like I say, though, they went at a frantic pace and it was fun to watch. And of course, as ever, Dommy Boy was just being such a dickhead. The Judgment Day also made sure to ruin Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. And at one point, they even booted Santos Escobar off the apron because they were having none of this. And almost constantly, Finn Balor and Damian Priest were like, man, we're going to do everything we can. So Dominic Mysterio gets the rub. They love him. Sadly, they then got screwed over by the commercial break because when we came back, Santos was in control. And of course, El Toro was just doing what everybody needs in 2023 wrestling.
0: Here's a cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: doing dives so leah vega was still casting distraction even though her guys were winning this is when rhea ripley got involved and basically picked up vega and threw her into human beings and there's no two ways about it she is the best when Ray went over to rhea to tell her off all of a sudden dominic mysterio dropkicked kicked his dad ripley was then casting more of a distraction so damian priest smacked cruz right in the face and he allowed dominic mysterio to crawl over and get the pin and i was howling at this He just gets better and better every week. Dom also wanted to celebrate after this by telling the judgment day to go away so he could focus on his dad, look him right in the eye and say, listen, pups, you suck. He also said the only hall of fame he belongs in is the hall of fame of deadbeat dads. Imagine that phone call, ring, ring. Oh yeah, it's Ray here. Oh, hello Ray. We're inducting you into the hall of fame of deadbeat dads. No, really not having a good day. We then got the line we've all been waiting for as Dominic said he'd rather have been Eddie Guerrero's son. Everybody went crazy for that. And of course, he kept on picking on Daddy Ray here and eventually charged at him. So Ray just moved out of the way and Dominic, by like the imbecile he is, went falling out to the floor. He wasn't happy. The point is, Ray still refuses to face his son, but we will change that before WrestleMania. And I bet Dominic attacks him when he is doing his Hall of Fame speech. But this is just like the Bloodline stuff. WWE woke up one day and went, you know what? I think long-term storylines are actually better for what we're trying to do. And they were absolutely right. I can't wait for this. I've said it before I say it again. I want Dom to win. That's right. I said it. Had to be said. Dollar then found Adam Pearce in the match and said, geese match. So Adam Pearce was like, all right, I'll geese you a match. When it was time for the Viking Raiders versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And incredibly, the Vikings won never win rick and braun have been the surprise package this year because every single match they do have is a barrel of laughs but as i've already said the vikings have to get something here because all they've been doing for the last few months is going ah we're vikings wait a minute that's pirates they focused on ricochet though who amazingly thought he could win a fist fight against these guys eric and Ivar are like no you absolutely can't so they punched him in the face and down he went braun then started yelling at eric so the viking raiders knocked him off the apron when ivar Splashed him into Barry Barricade. And can you see how destroyed this sign is now getting? Because I have to bring it out every single week. It's very simple. Justice for Barry. That means leave Mr. Barricade alone. Otherwise, you're going to hear from his attorney, which just so happens to be me. Obviously, the point was to allow Strowman to get the hot tag so he could just go raw and run wild. Honestly, second after this... He tagged Ricochet back in. It's like, what are you doing, Braun? He just got beaten up. This is when Valhalla got involved because she basically moved Eric out the way, which meant when Stroman was charging at him, he went into Alan the announce table and then apparently cast some kind of a curse on Ricochet. Because as the commentators told us, he was all like, oh no, I've got spooky, wookie eyes. He they went for the 450, but Ivar got out the way because of course he had been cursed. (laughs) That is what happened. And then he hit the big splash. He got the three. And yeah, the Raiders won because of cursing. I guess that goes in the record books. So I have no idea where this is going. And once again, you probably can't do it at WrestleMania because that wouldn't feel like anything because we just did do it. But I really do like Braun and Ricochet as a team. And again, seeing the Viking Raiders get a little bit of something something made me feel good, even though they're the bad guys. But I watch wrestling like I am a nerd. Ah, but this is when we had the whole chat with Gunther as we continue to tease what we are going to do there. But remember... I need a triple threat match where big men slap man meat or TWBMSMMM, I think. You're one of those who then Charlotte Flair got us her requested opponent. It was Shotzi. And I was like, all right, I'm sure we can do something with that. Did nothing. What I don't really get is that the two shook hands to let you know that Shotzi's a babyface and Charlotte Flair's a babyface, even though Charlotte comes across more as a heel. And halfway through, Rhea Ripley must have been in the back. Then she said to the audio guy, hit play on my theme tune right now. Look what I'm going to do. And then she walked out there. I like to think the audio guy is like, no, there's a match going on. What are you doing? Now, she just looked at her WrestleMania challenger because that's what we do in wrestling. We want things to be serious. We just glare at people. And I was like, all right, cool. She can cast distraction. Shotzi can beat Charlotte Flair. And then post-WrestleMania, we can kind of use Shotzi as a number one contender and tie it back into this. And then Rhea can be like, ha, ha, ha. I just screwed you over, Charlotte. Let's fight. We didn't do any of that. Even though the nightmare had come to the ring, Charlotte just applied to figure eight. And Shotzi tapped out. So I scratched my head like I was some kind of idiot. I was like, well, why do we do it? Flair then called Ripley a kid afterwards, and I looked into it, and I can assure you that she's not a child, as Rhea retorted by saying, oh, I'm gonna beat you at Wrestlemania for that title, and honestly, that absolutely has to happen. Flair responded by being all like, well, I can outwork anyone, and you're not gonna be able to tear me apart. I was like, that's a good finish. I'd enjoy that. Rhea Ripley wins by a rippage. Like a Mortal Kombat fatality. I feel like this one will be better in hindsight because Rhea will become the champion. But when you compare this build to some of the other builds we're doing, it just feels a little bit lackluster. And it shouldn't because it's Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. We should be lighting a fire under this. For the moment, it's more of like a pfft because I can't think of the right word. So I am going to give it a down. Let's get crazy with this what Batman told us to do. Which brought us to the main event angle, and I still see people on Twitter going, oh, well, I don't think the fans care about the bloodline Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn anymore, because apparently they're posh wrestling fans. Well, I will tell you this, based on the results here, you are totally wrong. It kicked off with the Usos making the way to the ring because Jay was finally going to talk. So I was like, right, so you did something on Monday and you decided to say nothing for five days? I could not be your friend. As you'd expect though, the whole motive here was about family, the bloodline, and sticking up for his brother Jimmy Uso but you've got to watch this to get the nuance here. Because not only was Jay pausing a little bit and looking around the place, it's quite clear while he does love his brother, when it comes to the bloodline, and when it comes to Roman Reigns, well, he's not that sure, or he'd been manipulated again. He still blames Zane for the issues, but go and look into his eyes. I don't think he was being 100% serious here. When Jimbo also got the microphone, he was like, yeah, meh. Now we've got a new problem, and his name is Cody Rhodes. I hate Cody Rhodes. Who is Cody Rhodes? And like a good wrestler, though, if you say his name too many times, he will appear. And bless Cody, he actually referenced this. But he don't want to talk tonight. In fact, he's done with all of these guys gonna get in the ring and he's gonna kick some ass. Rose then started to take his jacket off because that's how you underline that fisticuffs are coming. When all of a sudden Sami Zayn popped out, he was in the ring too and we actually saw the top babyfaces in WWE just kick ass and clean house. I thought this was wonderful. I mean, the Smackdown went off air with Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn standing tall as they held their hands in the air and the bloodline running away like, oh no, why did that have to happen? Roman Reigns is going to kill us. But Cody has now been seamlessly worked into this thing along with Kevin Owens, meaning at some point even before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania, you could now do the six-man tag. I mean, somebody deserves a medal. It's also just setting up a WrestleMania where when it ends, we should all feel warm and fuzzy in our tum-tums because the bloodline finally falls. I can't wait for it. And that is the whole point of why you watch television like this. You want to be excited. You want to be intrigued. I have all of these emotions and I'm giving it an up. Which, of course, brought us to the end of SmackDown. I am going to give it an up because you can just tell that WWE's in WrestleMania mode at the moment. But do make sure you come along later to watch Rampage Ups and Downs or if it is a different day, it will already be live. I appreciate the support. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Leave a comment below. You can also find us on social media at WhatCultureWWE and SimonMiller316. And we have WhatCulture.com with the ups and downs articles it's written by somebody else who sees wrestling completely different to me. So you can get all the opinions, but mostly. Have a great weekend. I have to go and lay down now. I <laughs> don't know how I got through this, but I appreciate the support. Take care. See you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods